What's up, podcast listeners? It's your boy, Matt Baxter. On, yep, you guessed it, another great episode of the Matt Baxter Show. I'm hanging out, and we're talking assessments. I'm hanging out with Tracy Kawak. Tracy and I got introduced uh, from Paul Kirch. We did a little smack talking, and we dove in and talked about uh, basically like personality assessments. And she, for one, had me take the test, which uh, I'll let her decide if she wants to reveal those uh, those results or not because they're pretty entertaining. But we talked about not only uh, what it looks like uh, to experience sort of career transitions, but also create and build a business designed around helping people with those career transitions. And part of that includes um, diving deep into uh, assessments, personality understanding, and uh, diving deep into kind of uh, greater depths of knowing who you are and uh, where you're going. And so I'm a firm believer of the assessment that uh, she had me go through. And uh, it's a fantastic tool. But also more importantly, uh, I'm, a, I'm a big believer in the way she approaches coming alongside and helping people as well. So a uh, huge fan. Uh, thank you, Tracy, so much for being a guest on this episode and the impact that you have. Take care. Tracy, thank you for being a guest on this podcast. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks, Matt. So uh, where in the world are you recording from? I am in sunny Boca Raton, Florida. I love it. I love it. Um, so, you know, you're an author, you're in the assessment space. We got connected from some really cool people. So I'm super fired up, obviously, to hear uh, your story, what you got going on. But uh, if you wouldn't mind, would you mind just like sharing a little bit about your story, your background, kind of what led you up to today? Yeah, a- absolutely. I am very incredibly grateful to Paul Kirch for introducing us. Just wanted to say a shout out there. But You know, my story begins with my, I guess my early teens and not really having any direction, just kind of stumbling around, not having any one focus. You know, my sister was going to hospitals to be a candy striper and to volunteer and here and there. And I felt like I volunteered here and there with people, but I never really had that wind behind, wind under my wings to say, hey, you know, you're really good at X, Y, Z. Why don't you become this type of professional or go or venture into this type of career? So that was my life. That was my early adult professional life as well. Just trying my hands at a little bit of everything and it all happening organically. So what I realized along the way is that because I never had a direction and focus, I really enjoyed helping people find theirs. You know, you know I think I, that's just the way it I, goes, right? I, I love I love that that uh, comparison. Um, it's part of the reason why I started the podcast, to be honest, was like, okay, yes, I've got a tech startup that I love and gets me fired up, but I never really thought that HR was going to be the path I was going to choose. But the podcast sort of allows me to one, give people a platform, but also, um, I love it. You know, I love asking people stories because it helps sort of one, let them tell it, but also two, like give you a little bit of direction yourself, or at least know which direction you don't want to go from others. So I love that attitude all around. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So, uh, in sort of your, let's call it the experimental stage or sort of trying a bunch of different things all around, um, what did you quickly learn? Like, absolutely not, no way. Uh, I thought I was going to be into that, but I quickly learned that there's not a chance that I'm going to go down that path. What, what did you learn in that way? Mm. That's a great question. Let me think about this because I don't know that I learned anything quickly. Um 
what I learned slowly is that there were things that kept my attention and things that didn't, but that was over the course of time. And and I'll give you a for instance, and this is very personal for me. So I always say that in my earlier career, in my very early career, I was working in the beauty industry, in the fashion industry, um, in the physical fitness industry. And I call that all things exterior. And as you can hear how I've I've worked in those areas, I guess, from the time that I was 16 until about 23, when I moved down to Florida from Brooklyn, New York, if you can't hear it in my accent, but moved down to Florida and opened- I thought up, I, I could have sworn it was an Ohio accent. Right, right. <laughs> and, and opens up an orthodontic practice. So I realized, and it took me a long time to realize this, that all things external was not really my passion. Right. You know, I love fashion. I'm a, I'm a girly girl, but everything external, as, as I called my earlier career, all things external really wasn't my passion. It was more about developing people from the inside out. And I found that out when we opened our family orthodontic practice down here in Florida, when I was beginning to hire people and I was beginning to develop talent And I said, wow, if I can transform people from the inside out, those are really lasting changes that I can help people make. And don't get me wrong. You know, I love the beauty industry. I love the fitness industry. I love the fashion industry. Those are areas that can be a bit trendy. And I, for me, it was more important for me to make changes, help people make changes from the inside out so that it, it wouldn't be like a seasonal look or if they stopped working out, they were going to transform their shape back to where they were to begin with. It was something where once you as an individual transform from within, you can never untransform. It's like it's like if you see something, you can never unsee it. I love the comparison of uh, like seasonal transformation. I mean, especially within the context of like thinking about it in fashion, right? You have the trend. So believe it or not, we did sponsor New York Fashion Week last year. So I did have a chance to experience that for the first time, which is a wild experience. But and quick side note, um, part of me is like, when do any of you people actually wear these clothing, like these clothes? Like I get it from like a runway model. I get it from like walking at New York Fashion Week. But when it comes to actually like wearing these outfits, I'm it, it, it fascinated me. So, but would that be- give you, I have, to, I have to give my input on that. Please, so please go what, for it. What I have come to realize, and I worked on the fourth floor of Bloomingdale's, which was the designer floor. I worked in Macy's Herald Square in New York. Um, What I have come to realize is that the outfits that we see on the runways, believe it or not, are not usually meant to be worn all together. The whole ensemble, that whole, you know, sometimes it can look, these outfits can look or seem a little flamboyant. Let's use that. (laughs) It's a very... 
right. very uh, conservative way of saying that. <laughs> right. so, so those outfits are not meant to be worn all together. If you've got a way out jacket, you're not going to pair it with a way out pair of pants and top. You're going to pair it with something a little more toned down. So that way out jacket can be the focal point. Don't get me started. I can talk about fashion all day. I, I, was, <laughs> I was about to say, I'm probably going to offend somebody, but it's the only time that you can literally dress intentionally homeless looking and it'd be very trendy and everybody loves it. Now, Absolutely. probably offend somebody. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. It's okay. So, but no, on, on a serious note, the idea around uh, sort of the flavor of the month, flavor of the season um, from a... Uh, uh, exterior perspective of what you show the world also applies to like internally as well too. And just helping people of like, yeah, if you go through a, you know, a quick season of life where you cut some weight really quickly for one specific thing, you didn't really change your life. You just did it for that one moment. And then you're not actually changing anything, but I love the idea around like going beyond sort of seasonal transformation and actually internally making changes for people. So I, I, I think that's, that's really special. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have an, a, Do you have a Do you have a story around um, maybe somebody you helped with that? Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay. Which story am I going to share? That's the question. So I'm going to share the story about the CEO who created this international company located on three different continents. Came to me and said, "Tracy, I want out." I want to maybe sell my company or just put somebody else in there to run it. And I want to go become a CEO of another company. I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, wait, before we start writing your resume, just help me out here for a minute. Help me understand this. Take my assessment. It's called the KBAT. Take the KBAT and let's walk through it and let's find out what's really happening behind the scenes because a lot of times clients will come to us as coaches or consultants and tell us something is going on, but at the same time, there's a whole other subcategory happening behind the scenes that they're not saying. So with that, he took the KBAT. It took him about 15, 20 minutes to complete, produce my eight-page report. I start reading it, and all of a sudden... I start talking to him about it. And I said, let me ask you a question. This report is showing that you are a better fit for earlier stages of growth of a business, like those startup stages, those exciting stages where you're making sense out of the chaos and you're partnering to put uh, operations in place and policies and process in place, and then you're replicating. But what I noticed is that the company that you're currently in has actually transformed into more of a larger corporation. Let me venture out here and tell you what I think is happening. I think you're bored. I think you're not thriving because you were used to all of that chaos going on and, and all of that uh, behind the scenes, exciting business building. Now it's become rote. It's become boring for you. Is that what I'm hearing? And he said, you know, I think you're right. Well, we did write a quick bio. We may have updated his resume, but at the end of the day, what happened was he did not step out of his company because of what we found on the assessment and what we found in our session. 
And last year, he circled back with me because he was raising $11 million for his company, and he wants me to write the pitch deck. So that was not only a success story in that he didn't pivot out of his company, but he actually went on to grow his company. And during the time that I was speaking with him after the assessment, I was also giving him certain action steps that would allow him to strategically align with other companies, to bring back that passion and excitement that he found in those earlier stages when his company was a baby. And to me, that was a win-win-win. The timing of your story is actually really good. Number one, it's an amazing story. Number two, it's something that, um, uh, I mean, we've talked a little bit about my background. I've got a HR tech company that's gone through sort of a lot of stages where first stage was, it was just me. Second stage was like called beta. Third stage was, you know, raise some money, started getting some customers. Now we're in the midst of like, we have uh, almost 20 people on the team, 15 to 17 on the team. And the day-to-day of what today is versus day-to-day of like the beta testing days versus day-to-day of just being me are totally different. And it's it's been like one of the, uh, and I'm sure we could do a whole podcast bit on this, but like I also brought in some sort of quote unquote gray hairs in the sense of some folks that have been there, done that, a lot of success in the space, um, also a lot of success just running businesses and are much further ahead in their career than I am. And it's been interesting because there are days that I'm kind of like, I have 10,000 things to do. And then there are days where it's like, wait a minute, I don't need to be in any of those meetings. And you go through this little like, I don't want to call it identity crisis, but it's a little bit of an identity crisis in the sense of like, I'm not really sure where I'm supposed to be spending my time, what I actually enjoy doing, what I should be spending my time versus what's disrupting the company. Because like to your board comment, there's like a lot of things that if I sat back and I started to be like, okay, I want to dive deep into that. But it's like, wait a minute, what did you hire some really talented people for if you're going to start doing that? It's that whole psychology around the changing of organizations and also like uh, uh leader, the person who started the company to the person running the company to the person growing the company are sort of three different skills and three different people can always be the same. But it's it's that I mean, we could probably do a whole bit on that for a long time. But it's it's the timing of that story is actually really good, too. So yeah, I love what you just said about the different skills, because as an organization grows, the leader has to know how to grow with that company. And you're right, there are different skills that you use when you're launching a business as compared to when you're at that stage that you're maybe acquiring other products and services or more individuals, more people. Leaders have to know how to coach and mentor. I love that you brought on some what you call gray hairs. Um, that's that's understand. That's being wise enough to know that you need to infuse more wisdom into the company. <laughs> well, it, it, it's... It, it, it's one of those things where it's like I, I I know what I'm good at and I know what I'm not good at and maybe that uh, maybe that helps but it's I'm I, I would much rather be very honest of there is no way I'm gonna ever become good at that and hire to hire to accommodate that and I you know it's I I don't I don't know if it's a gift but like I hear a lot of people saying this is your baby you want to protect it and people are control freaks of their businesses and i never really had i'm 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 a control freak in certain areas of it but when it comes to like i don't know we're trying to build something big and number one that part of that most of that means like giving up the reins and letting yeah. good people go do great things and that's where um i, I yeah i don't know it's 
Absolutely. I, I totally agree with what you just said. So for instance, I'm a control freak in my business until I find somebody who can do it better. Right. Once right. I find somebody who can do it better, I can ease up and let go of the reins. Now, does that mean that everyone is going to play nice in the sandbox? No. I recently had a client circle back to me. She runs the marketing department for an online company and her team was not aligning. So we went in and we assessed the team and we helped them all to play nice in the sandbox, which ultimately ended up giving each of them action steps. We gave her action steps, which freed up her time to focus on the things that she needed to focus on, which goes back to what you were saying a little while ago about, yes, as you bring people on, they are handling the day-to-day details. Of course, we never want to be ignorant as to what's going on in our company. However, when we bring in the right people, like you said, to do great things, love that, then it frees us up to do our great things. So we have to know what our next and best is going to be. Yep, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Um, so uh, I'm getting a lot of you know very free and cheap, uh, amazing encouragement. So thank you uh, for that. But back to you. So, so uh, kind of... On um, your trajectory, obviously you've you've kind of gone through some amazing um, experiences, and obviously I'm I'm very excited about what you're up to today. Do you mind kind of giving a little lowdown on what that looks like? I would love to. So I am the developer of the KBAT tool, which is the Kawa Business Assessment Tool, which entrepreneurs and people who are professionals take this assessment. It's only 15 minutes and it produces an eight-page report, and it helps them understand what the values are that drive them in business today. It's like having a snapshot of your professional DNA. You know, like you go to the, I think it's the Marin Forest, like the redwood trees, and you see a slice of a redwood tree, and you count the rings, and you know how old it is, and what year a woodpecker pecked at it, and if there was a forest fire a particular year, or whatever other information. So our KBAT tool helps you see yourself as a business professional. It's your business DNA. And originally when I created KBAT, I, want, I had a bigger vision. I, I wanted coaches and consultants to use this tool with their clients. However, I had to prove the process. So I spent about seven years working with the KBAT tool, first developing it, and then working one-on-one with clients, worked with hundreds of clients, got incredible results with the tool, then pivoted back to my original desire, which was to train coaches and consultants on using the tool. So today, we have the Kawa community, we have the Council of Coaches, who are all trained on using KBAT and growing. 12 people about 12 to 14 people and growing. So it's very exciting. Um, Our coaches love the tool so much that they're constantly introducing us to other coaches and consultants. And we have individuals that come in and sit in the hot seat and get the weigh-in on their profile from all of the coaches that are in our community. So it's a really, really exciting thing that we have going on today. Uh, I also just released my second book. My first book was 
the seven pillars of reinvention, finding your passion and your purpose. And I realized that in that book, I really didn't add all of the stories, you know, and again, that was earlier on in my career. So I included all of the stories and a lot of, a lot of ongoing, um, I guess a, a lot of ongoing work that I've been doing with, with my team and with previous clients, of course, changing the names and the, and, and the circumstances. So the second book is a uh, Faith, Hope, and Options, a Mid-Career Transitioner's Bible. And as you can tell, it's also you know, faith-based where we bring in different quotes from uh, the Bible, all the different versions, as well as the Jewish Torah. So it's, uh, it's really something. It's, it, it, it really makes you stop and think. It makes you evaluate your career. You know, you get a dose of spirituality in there too, because you got to integrate that, right? It's important to integrate all of that. And uh, yeah, I, th- I think that we're up to some really nice things at Cowa Community. I love all that. Um, uh, so I want, I want to double click a little bit more on the um, assessment. But uh, number one, with the book, uh, the, my my podcast is about purpose, passion, calling. So somebody who's written a book around purpose and passion is uh, it kind of it kind of goes hand in hand. So that's awesome. Um, and I love the I love the faith component about it too. That's 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 special. Um, with uh, so with the assessment, um, so I, I work in HR tech, so we run into a lot of assessment providers and, and uh, uh, some are career-based assessments. Um, but from what I understand, uh, so much of the value of what you guys bring is, yes, the assessment and the tool itself is incredibly valuable, but it's just as much the coaching and sort of walking people through uh, that comes along with the results, not just, hey, take this test and here you go, but it's just as much um, you guys coming alongside an individual or maybe a group of people and sort of coaching together. Is that is that accurate? Absolutely. And it's also about the action steps that you receive ongoing. So it's one thing to take a look and just glance at a report and think that you understand it. And then it's another to have a council of coaches take a deep dive and really give you incredible input and action steps to follow up with. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, So who do you like, who do you typically service when it comes to this? Is this business owners? Is this leaders? Is this career transition people who sort of uh, would be, kind of write down the fairway of people you work with? You know, it it would be unfair to exclude anyone in the professional world. So I've worked with an individual who, I I work with individuals who were actually deciding what to study in college all the way through executives who were running large companies. I've worked with corporate teams. We've worked one-on-one with mid-career transitioners people in their, people, let's say from 45 to 55, who are looking for that next and perhaps last chapter of their career. We've worked with people 35 to 45 who are ambitiously seeking promotions. We've worked with people who are launching their own businesses. So they're entrepreneurs. We've worked with intrapreneurs. Um, As long as someone is professionally minded and looking to find where they ideally fit in the marketplace, who is their 
ideal audience? Um, what is it about me that can, what is it about me that can help other people make a difference, right? Well, you know, for instance, that's the coaches. The coaches are saying, you know, what is it about me that can have an impact on this business owner, this career owner? Um, Matt, can you give me one second? Yeah. I'm getting caught off track because my son is relentlessly calling me. Yeah, so yeah, do your thing. Yeah, yeah, my no. concentration, and that's where. So let me just call him and find out yeah, no problem. what it is that he needs, especially he's driving. Give me just one second. Yeah, no worries. Totally took me off my concentration. Hi, Matt. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no worries. That's why it's a recording. That's uh, no problem at all. He was having a little work emergency. Can we uh, can we take it back to that last question that you asked me? Because he, I totally botched the answer when I saw him call for the fourth time. Yeah. Uh, where do you Where do you want me to What do you want me to re ask? Um. Let me just think for a second. I can take it wherever you want me to go. It was about the council of coaches. It was about. Oh, it was about. It was about who I work with. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. you ready? Yes. So um, within the context of obviously the assessment and the coaching piece to this, who, who would be sort of right down the fairway of people that you would work with? Is this entrepreneurs, career change folks? Is this leaders? Is this, uh, uh, I just hired an executive and he's he or she is a total head case. They need some help. Who, who, who do you typically like find yourself helping the most? Right. So, you know, not that anybody's ever said that about me ever. Right. <laughs> no one, no one, no one ever. Or, or, or they wouldn't tell you anyway if they said it. But so I am a true believer that unless you're you're selling air, then your product is not for everyone. I truly believe that. I truly believe that there are very specific target audiences for each product and services. And having said that, we have various avatars, so to speak, that a client would fall under. So I would say our number one avatar at this point is that mid-career transitioner who's about 45 to 55. They've been in business, they know the ropes, yet they still don't know exactly what gets them out of bed in the morning and, and where they could use the highest potential you know, of their time and talent. 
So those are the 45s to 55s who are looking for their next and best. They might be looking for more purpose in their life. They might be looking for that final and last chapter of their career, or maybe not. Maybe maybe they're going to circle back to us when they're 60. But I would say the 45 to 55. Then we also have the 35 to 45 who are young, talented, very ambitious. They want their promotions. They want to become C-suite executives. So they will take the profile. Then we have entrepreneurs who are launching businesses or like the scenario that scenario that I gave you, maybe their roles in their own businesses have become stale and they need to have new life infused into their business. So that's another avatar. We've also used the tool with young individuals, maybe those stepping into college who are looking to see where their line of study or where their focus could and should be. Um, I am all for people taking a lot of different classes and having, you know, to feel out a lot of different areas, yet at the same time, we have a natural gravitation quite often towards certain proclivities. At, at the same time, having said that, some people are generalists. Some people are good at a little bit of everything. And when we see that, then we say to ourselves, wow, this person really would make possibly a good manager where they understand everything that's happening in all the different departments. They don't have deep, deep, deep knowledge of every department, of course, but they know how to be a good quarterback. They know how to create a good, a great cross-functional team. They know how to maybe project manage, right? So what I'm saying is that there are different avatars and even though I don't believe necessarily that certain products are great for everyone under the sun, I do believe that anyone who is in the job market, who is in a career, who is looking to see where their skill sets are, what their values are, what, what, which values are in conflict, right? How can they make better decisions? How can they step into more leadership skills? Anyone asking any of those questions? should definitely take KBATS. And just real quick, I know you mentioned some other tools and what differentiates our tool is that it's actually based on a multitude of sciences that combine into an algorithm behind the scenes on a 32 question assessment. It's not based just on one science, that of personality or, or, or one science, that of culture. It actually takes everything into consideration in a unique blend that really produces this great output of an individual's in an individual's professional DNA. Yeah, and and the uh, the assessment comment, I it, obviously there's an abundance of science that that go behind it, and and that's why I, what I love is you know I and again I hear from a lot of folks. I mean we're in the video interview space. We always get the what's your differentiator? We deal with background check partners. Well, what's different among background checks? We deal with assessments. But the the cool part is sort of also knowing from my perspective, knowing who's behind it and who's saying, okay, again, here are the results and here's all the science that backs the results. But also here's the person sitting alongside you, asking questions, helping you understand what these things mean and what they can, what you can do with them is, is really special. And that's, that's what I like about it so much. Oh yeah. Definitely needs to be walked through with a certified coach. 
someone who is certified in KBAT. And that's why we offer KBAT certification. You know, Matt, I'm one person. At the end of every day, I myself can only walk three people through KBAT. And by that third one, my voice is hoarse. So I needed a way to multiply myself. I needed a way to be able to affect more people than just three a day, 15 a week at most. So that was the reason why I created this KBAT certification training. And it's so important that coaches and consultants realize that there are a multitude of tools out there based on a multitude of sciences that could really have tremendous transformational impact with their clients. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, so obviously between this, the book, everything else you have going on, like what's, what's kind of the, I don't know, what's, what's the next big thing for you? What's, what are you spending your time obsessing over and what's sort of the, I'm not going to say the cliche bucket list, but I'm going to say the cliche bucket list. Like what's sort of the next big thing you're trying to check off? Love that. So one of my ultimate goals is to speak in front of an audience of a thousand coaches to be up on a stage really delivering that KBAT tool so that they can go out and help as many people as possible. So that's number one. Number two is I've already started my third book. Um, I won't talk too much about that, but but I definitely am looking for more podcast opportunities, more speaking opportunities right now, and possibly... I've been asked numerous times, possibly starting a podcast, but nothing can compete with the great Matt Baxter show. (laughs) Put that out there, Matt. I have to let let everybody know that even if Tracy launches the Tracy Faith Kawa Assess for Success show, it's just it's not going to be the same. It's, it's just, <laughs> well, I, I, we can, we could debate that another time. The good news is, uh, if, and when you do, and I'm going to strongly encourage you to do so, um, you're going to do a phenomenal job at going, uh, very deep with people on topics. Um, one of the things I love, and this fits my personality super well is I am a total generalist and especially in the podcast, I'm even further. Like I can, I, I sort of get to understand some, I have to have, this sounds terrible, but I kind of have to have a vested interest to learn something. I'm not somebody right. who just likes to learn for the sake of learning. I, no yeah. shame in admitting that. But when it comes to like, I, I get to learn something by getting to know somebody. It's the coolest platform for me because it's like, I, I may never go down uh, some, so you listen to the podcast I did with Ryan from the, the uh, spaceport. Right. So that's all about space. The concept of learning more about space and space travel is fascinating to me, but I'm never going to go Google it. Right. But I get the chance to learn quite a bit about it uh, through him, which is amazing. And so to me, the podcast, like there's moments where, you know, Joe Rogan has his three or four hour long podcast with people where they go deep on so many different things. I, that's not necessarily I, I like I'm never going to have a show like that because that's not the way I think and talk and learn. But I love the chance to be a generalist with people. And so selfishly, I just talked for three minutes about my podcast where I think you're going to be phenomenal is your ability to obviously have some some amazing, fun, small talk conversations. But you're going to be able to go really deep with folks that I think also has its uh, powerful niche as well, too. So I'm excited for you. And I think you should. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. And you know what's really funny is that 
along the lines of what you just mentioned, I am really not a small talk person. Like I cannot (laughs) sit here, Matt, and talk to you about the weather. When you and I first met, it was like I knew you forever because (laughs) I think you're that way as well. You definitely have a way of connecting to people on a deeper level immediately, like just getting to the heart of a conversation. And and like you, I have that ability. So thank you for saying that. I, I kind of agree with that, that deeper dive. Very cool. Well, it, you know, I, I, I try very hard to be a kind person, both like faith is a part of my life. So, you know, if you kind of read one of the good books, you kind of realize like being kind is a, a good thing to do for a lot of reasons. Um, but I am a total prick when it comes to scenarios where I have to be in small talk situations. So I never knew I did this until uh, a lady, a lady that I was dating at the time called me out on this. Whenever like we go to a restaurant and there's if there's like a, a wait longer than a minute, I go to the bathroom. And the reason why is I can't stand the awkwardness of like the small talk with folks leading up to sitting down and blah, like it drives me off the, like right. drives That's me nuts. So and so I, oh I like God. just, I just like get up and walk away. I just leave and I don't mean to do it. I just can't That's stand great. it. <laughs> Love so, that. That's anyways. a great Thanks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, 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 you can use that one. I'm also a big Irish goodbyer. Uh, I just walk out of most, uh, like if I'm ever at a party, um, I'm, I like to be social, but like when it's a lot of small talk social, I hate it. So I, I'll just leave. Yeah. If I feel bad about it, but I'm just going to leave. You're like oh, my well. male swim. I love it. So my favorite question on the planet is uh, what gets you out of bed in the morning? And for you, I, I want it to be sort of a two part um, piece. The first part is like, you know, if you at your funeral, uh, if a bunch of people were walking around talking, they said, Tracy did blank for me and you got to fill in that blank, what would you want that to be? And then I, I guess that kind of goes hand in hand with like, what's kind of the driving force of you know who you are, what you do, and, and why do you ultimately get out of bed every morning? When you said, what do you want them to say at your funeral? I got chills head to toe. I really appreciate that you helped me by breaking this question down into two parts. They customized it just for me. <laughs> so at my funeral, I picture having a really large funeral, not because I have so many close family and friends, I actually have a small family, but I picture having a standing room only funeral because I want everybody there saying she was a good person, she built community, she cared about people. You're gonna make me cry, oh my (laughs) gosh. She cared about people, she She wanted to see the best in everyone. And I think that goes into why I literally get out of bed in the morning is because every day I think there's somebody out there who doesn't see their potential. Hmm. There's somebody out there that needs me and KBAT and the Council of Coaches to help them see how freaking great they are, how amazing they are. What they bring to the table, no, they're not just average. God has given everyone skills, abilities, and like you, like you talk about, a calling. That's what it's my job to do. It's help people to find those amazing skills, abilities, callings. It's my job to train coaches to excavate that in their clients. It's my job to spread that message to spread that word. And I, and I love that you're faith-based because God is a big part of my life. 
to me, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is just doing God's work in the area of career and developing talent, developing leaders, which by the way, leaders aren't just visionaries. You can lead in a multitude of ways. You could lead with your management skills. You can lead with your tech skills. People think a leader is just the person who envisions the whole thing and puts it together. And that's not the case. We all have leadership skills. So I get out of bed in the morning to help people find what those leadership skills are. I love them. that. Thank you. I, yeah, I love that. And you know, it's funny your comment around uh, visionaries aren't always leaders. In fact, a lot of times yeah. they're they're pretty poor leaders. They're they're very great speakers and face the franchise sort of thing. But when it comes to actually like leadership, it's um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's a challenge. And and you know, I'm going through this right now. Like, uh, I, so again, I, I kind of alluded to. I've got two guys who are 20 years older than me who company president uh, and our chief strategy officer. And they, they've kind of both jokingly, but also not so jokingly made mm. the comments of uh, heavy wears the crown because they've been there, done that. And they love their position of uh, they get all the, they get to impact the business, but also at the end of the day, the, the, the end of the day stress falls on me. Now they bear it. They, they walk in that corner. They're, they're with me in it. But you know, it's one of those things where you start to ask the question around like, what is leadership? And one of the things that drives me so nuts about like so many people that have written um, books about their like founding stories or these amazing, like I launched this company and made billions of dollars and I wrote a book about it is a lot of them are sort of the press release versions of what the shit they kind of went through and not yeah. the, not the real time of like leadership is when there's no right answer, because if there was a right and wrong, you would have made the right choice. Leadership is when you have two people who are both equally convicted that they're right. And you have to figure out a, how to have them play well in the sandbox, B, the right outcome for the company, C, the right outcome so they don't kill each other. And like that, that's just a small example. But like, I, I think, I, I, I don't know. I, it, 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 there's so much to the actual ugliness of what leadership is that to your point around, like you can put together an amazing tagline of being a vision, but if you can't get two people to get along in your leadership team, you're not a leader. And so anyways, I, I could tangent on that for a while, but thank 100%, you for saying that. A hundred percent. I love how you put that because it is all of the behind the scenes. It's the roll up your sleeves and get your hands wet, you know, get dirty, get yucky, you know, sometimes get in the boxing ring with it. Um, and, and, and really all the while never steer off of your values and right. your conviction. So I, I definitely applaud you for, for that heavy lifting that you do for sure. And, and I got to see what your profile, what your KBAT profile looks like. You have watched the KBAT. I, I've taken a couple of these things and every time somebody asks, not, not, I haven't taken the KBAT one, but I've, and I will. Um, every time I take one of these assessments, people are like, got it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll happily take it. Uh, would love to get, would love to get the results. And, uh, I'm, if, if you'd like, I'm happy to publish it too. If it, if it, you know, sort of helps spread the word a little bit too. Um, so, so kind of on, on that line for people that want to, um, uh, uh, follow along with what you have going on for people that want to learn more, reach out to you, whether it's have you on a podcast, speaking stuff, or uh, just learn more about you. We'll obviously include the book in the show notes, but um, what's what's the best way for people to get in touch and, and uh, track along with what you're doing? 
The best way for people to get in touch with me would be through either social media. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can message me. I read my all of my messages. You can follow me on LinkedIn, um, Instagram, uh, Facebook. Also, I'll give you my email address, which is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at Kawa Community Partners. And that partners is plural. Kawa, K-A-W-A, Community Partners. So feel free to reach out to me, get in touch with me, and um, just anything I can I can do for anyone to help them realize their greatness would be my pleasure. I love it. Well, Tracy, thank you so much for being a guest in this uh, this show, and this has been awesome. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you. I appreciate the work that you do uh, in in your own company and with your podcast. I, I just think it's terrific. Love the other episodes. Love listening to them. And um, yeah, keep up the amazing work. Thank you. Thanks. You just listened to an amazing episode on the Matt Baxter Show. It had nothing to do with me. It has everything to do with the guests that I have and the stories that we get to tell and the smack talking we get to have. So if you enjoyed this episode or any of the other episodes that you've listened to, feel free to subscribe on Apple Music, Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Check us out at themattbaxtershow.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at Matt C. Baxter, Twitter, or Facebook as well, too. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, whether it's through an email on the website or whether it's through any of the social platforms. I do my best to get back to people as soon as I can. But thank you again for listening. I hope you enjoy. Feel free to send feedback in any way. And don't be afraid to share the Matt Baxter Show. We're very excited to have you as a listener and hope you continue to listen as well. Thanks a ton. Bye-bye.